This is The Big Show with Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show. Jake Scott with you, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the Dish Professionals, 80th South and State. Call them 801-424-DISH. Joining me now, he is here. Come see him. He is the one, the only, the television voice of the Utah Jazz and Big Show founding member, Greg Bowlerjack, uh, hanging out with me. Bowler, thank you for coming Absolutely. In. I wouldn't miss this. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you, too. Uh, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a sad day. It's the final day of the big show, and for folks that don't know, you and Gordon started the big show twenty twenty years twenty years ago. Twenty years uh, started the station twenty years ago, which yeah. in and of itself is a really good story. And uh, I thought uh, I, I I'm really happy you could come down here. I know you join us on Tuesdays, and you're you're a big part of of what we do. But I'm glad you could come here. And, uh, and be on the big show one last time. Well, it's only what should be. Um, this is sad for me because, look, this station and the name itself just has, it's kind of a, if I could ever got a tattoo, uh, the big show <laughs> would be on my forearm or wherever, <laughs> wherever I chose to put it. But uh, it's, it's a part of me. Yeah. And I got to be honest, um, I, I, it, it hit me fast and strong like you last uh, couple of weeks ago. And, you know, there's a, uh, there's a lot of hours of radio that has been spoken under the banner of the big show. And I took a lot of pride and you took it and built the pride with Gordon. And I'm sad. Uh, you know, maybe I'll take the big show and uh, find a, find another home. It's got a good brand. Sure does. It's got a good brand. It sure does. But for you, I'm glad you continue your, your, uh, your journey and uh, we'll see how, how it all works out. But, you know, what's interesting is what I've learned in this business, Jake, and I know you have as well, but, you know, it changes is inevitable. Um, yep. It's always coming. It is. It's always right knocking at your door, and you try to hold it off the best you can. And, you know, I came to Salt Lake and, you know, this KSL for 13, and I thought I'd just stay there, and then things happen, you know, and you just kind of go with the flow and you take new opportunities and, this may be a great jumping-off point for you on another adventure as well. Well, I'm really excited to work with Ben. You know Ben. Oh, Ben, ben sure. Absolutely. Ben is, is awesome, and I, I certainly will always miss Gordon, and, and Gordon was a great co-host. Uh, you, you know that uh, better than anybody, and, and certainly still miss How Gordon. How about one of the most unique individuals of all time? Unique's a good word yeah, for it. That's yeah, that's the best way I can put it. Oh, man, one of the best individuals of all time. Yes. I will always love Gordon. You know, I want people to know that uh, Gordon, even though he writes and he has uh, – different views but i said this when pk asked me to, to to you know write a quote about who he is he really likes to put the comments out write them put them in put them into black and white and then he lets people discuss to find a solution and some people don't like what the solution may be or they don't like the discussion at all but at least you can go out there and discuss it and hopefully uh, the two sides can find middle ground. And I always thought Gordon, people thought, you know, he would throw things just for, for the fun of it. But, no, he's a deep guy. He's a fun guy, friendly guy, friend. Uh, but also I knew getting into it that he was going to be a bit controversial. But you know what? 
that's what journalism is. You throw ideas and and the way that you look at the world and let other people come aboard and discuss it. And hopefully, again, you, I think Gordon did a marvelous job in his career on radio, and he still has the pen in hand over at uh, the Tribune. But he he always ignited conversation, and I think sports talk radio. We're alive today because of it. Oh, yeah. Well, we call him the Godfather. Boy. Right, yeah, right. We do. We, we call, call him the Godfather for a reason. And, and I, I do. I want to say I think the station is in good hands, and there's some exciting things going forward. And, you know, great that, that Scotty G is still the, the PD and going to be running the ship. And, you know, there's there's some positives. But today on the final day of the big show, you know, maybe we look back a little bit. Yeah. It's been a great run. Well, Scotty's part of the looking back. He is part of the because looking Because we had some uh, tenuous moments in those early days. And, Scotty, if you're listening, I'm not going to go deep into the convo, but, you know, it was just it was a part of the growth of the big show. And uh, Scott was right. Scotty was right in the thick of it all, uh, handling and producing the big show back in the, oh, yeah. uh, the early days. Shenanigans. Look, shenanigans is shenanigans. the best word. Yeah. And we push the shenanigans button just one time too many. But you know what? You have to, you know, you push the, you, you, radio is always in television too, man. You're always pushing it right, right. to the edge. Right. And sometimes you hit a home run. Sometimes you foul it off. And, um, you know, to use that analogy, but it's true. We hit a few, and we didn't do good. We struck out a few times. <laughs> <laughs> to the point where I know you had to do an on-air apology. We did. Because of mm-hmm. some we of did. Scotty shenanigans. Yeah, we did. Scotty sold it so well. He did. I remember that. that I day. believed it. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. I, I knew it was just all just, you know, just uh, we, it just kind of happened. It became an animal all by itself. And the fans uh, who listen in those days probably do remember exactly what went down. But, you know, we survived that, and we learned from it, and uh, we moved on, and uh, I think we got better for it, to be honest with you. But I like the one thing that I always enjoyed the most, and I know it's not in vogue today, but, you know, I love talking to the fan. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it was a, a gentleman or a, 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 a lady that would just want to be heard. Or they like to hear themselves, or it was a bet, you can't get on. Yeah. And they would break on, and then they would freeze, and then they would, you know, comic comedy would occur. But I loved, uh, I think what made the big show uh, strong originally, that we gave a voice to the fans listening. Some were a little bit off-center, but others were spot-on, and we were able to listen and, and, and um, have good discussion. Uh, and then, of course, it went to digital, which was when about the time you came aboard, it was always going to um, the comments. Yeah. Or, uh, well, we got texts early text in me- there, too. Yeah. Well, my, my first gig, this is, this is funny because I tell this story all the time about the difference between social media not being real life and actually talking to people. Right. Is, is I would answer phones. And whether it was the big show or Hatch's show or whatever, I'm an intern. I mean, that's my thing, answering phones. And I can't tell you how many phone calls I'd pick up and they'd go, let me talk to those guys, those sons of guns. I'm yeah. going to tell them yeah. what's for, blah, blah, blah. And then you'd bowler and go, let's, let's go out to Bob on line two. Bob, what's on your mind? Oh, Bowler, I'm just such a big fan of yours. You know, I just long-time <laughs> listener. I just, you know what, I just disagree with you on this yeah, small little yeah. thing where you're right, you're right 99% of the right. time, Bowler. But, but not today. 1%. And it, it's just that human interaction. But the beauty of it is, is it provides discussion. It does. Because then, Bowler, you'd be like, okay, well, yeah. what's on your mind? And then it, it'd further the conversation. You guys were always really good. I loved that. it. And when I was at KSL, uh, you know, the phone, there was no social media in those early days. Uh, obviously, but uh, I think when people called angry, they would leave a message. <laughs> and I always call back everyone who called. Did in. you really? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, when I get off the late news about 1037, I think yeah. it was, I go back, that dang r- damn red light would be blinking, going, oh, criminy. <laughs> you know, we didn't cover enough Utah or Utah State right. Aggie football. And yeah. we had done a big story the day before, and I'd call, and people go, Who, is this really, you know, or some, <laughs> some, somebody's, I hate your tie. So I would call up and say, look, what color do you want me to wear tomorrow? I'll, you you pick thinking? it. Yeah, you pick it, ahead. and I'll wear it. <laughs> okay, man. Yeah, is this really you? Yeah, it's me. It's me, and you, you left your phone number, That's so I called amazing. you. And I think they always freaked out when you actually picked up the phone and called them back. But you know what? I always believe that you were able to make a new connection when you did. Sure, sure. And it's the same thing when you talk to the, to the listener every day. You know, you, you draw them in because you make them feel that they are a part of yeah. the show. And that's been the And I miss that. Yeah, I do I miss too. it, Jake. I do. I miss that. I miss being able to talk to the fan base who's really made this station what it is. Well, so it's And so why KSL decided they needed it. Yeah, absolutely. And why they're excited to have a part of it. But I, social media just isn't the same. It's just not the same type of communication as old school, even chatting on the phone or, or having. It's just, it's just different. The, the anonymity of it all makes it so much more uh, in, like uh, unconstructive. You know what it does? It gives someone a voice, which is great, but also they can is braggadocious a word that they yeah. can say I really told them off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, I owned it. And so but you also hide, as you said, behind a name that you make up. Yeah. It's your boyhood nickname or, or whatever, you know, pumpkin lips, whatever you may be, but you don't know who they are, but they know who you are. Yeah. And that's where they can get you in in the social media world today. Uh and uh you know, you can all. You know, we had guys that would call in and use fake names. Sure, and, Sven. And Sven. No, not Sven. Uh, who am I thinking of? Stefan. 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 Sven, of course. Does, does anybody remember? I mean, I honk your horn if you remember Stefan. Oh my gosh, he would just take Gordon apart. You know, he <laughs> he would speak in 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 terms that you know they had taken a trip over the uh-huh, weekend to the uh-huh. Bahamas and just fess up, fess up. <laughs> you know, and then we had the preacher man. Yeah, uh, Reverend. Reverend. Rev. Rev Reverend was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I finally met him one day, and I met Stefan as well Did early, you? early in the show days. Uh, he walked up behind me at a at a at a football game, and I thought, "Oh my gosh, it's him! It's <laughs> Stefan!" And it never would have thought. And he he was a friend, and he actually yeah, yeah. one of his sons played football with my kids. Oh no way! And then I met uh, the Reverend uh-huh. as and and a big hulky guy uh, and a fun guy and i he's awesome he walked up and hey man i'm the rev i thought holy cow and he was incredible just writing yeah and making a preaching he was brilliant brilliant stuff oh yeah i saw him not that long ago it's it's funny those those stories i'm I'm serious we're all gonna have to get together and write a book about it someday because there's just some there was just some wild stuff you remember when uh carl malone first got traded and came on with you and gordon and pace for a whole show yeah. remember three hours i think you guys took calls we even? took calls yeah carl came in i remember that day he had a salad bowl yeah i remember that you remember that yes he i had, do this is true he had a salad with about a whole chicken cut up in it and he said i'm going to be here you know 15 minutes well, it turned out to be 30, an hour. He's halfway through the salad that was – it's like – if you ever watched the old Bever- Beverly Hillbillies, you know, Jethro always had a, a box and a half of cereal. This was like three heads of lettuce, yep. a half a chicken with all sorts of stuff in it. And Carl stayed the entire three hours, and we opened up the phone lines, and it was really one of the most dynamic, you know. It was amazing. Three hours with Carl yeah. is – or three hours within the late, great Larry Miller was another thing that Gordon wrote about 
a, a week or so ago after he got word that he was no longer with the big show uh, about Larry Miller, who spent his time with us yep. uh, and really helped build a foundation of 1280 and the big show. Because I remember one time he drove all the way. He was teaching a class at, at BYU, got in the car and drove, you know, the, the I-15 corridor south to north. And we kept and he just kept talking. You could just tell he just talked and wanted to go delve into different subjects. And by the time, about an hour into it, we thought, gosh, I think we took one break. I think. We may have just gone straight yep. and just let the clock go because it's Larry Miller. And, I, and we said, Larry, where are you now? He goes, I'm sitting in my parking, in, in the garage, <laughs> up at the house. I said, you're in the garage still talking to us. That's so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, it is cool. That's an owner, an owner right. of an NBA franchise who turned this state upside down. Well, even Carl, when he came on, he had just left to go to the Lakers. I mean, think about such an unpopular time to just jump on the air yeah. in Salt Lake City. And he yeah, I did think it. He always, you know, every summer, I think fans will remember, too, the big show would, would uh, Carl knew that the listeners were there. and But he loved to come on and talk to, to Gordon and I. But it was always the last time you ever would talk because he was leaving town. That Larry and him had their relationship was irreparable, and Carl Malone had played his last game for the Utah Jazz. And lo and behold, a week or two later, the two got together, yeah. tears were exchanged, and the relationship continued. Well, even uh, even Carl came back here to retire after that year with the Lakers, and I'll never forget that press conference as long as I live because it was it was a roller coaster of emotion. And all, as always with Carl, you had no idea what he was going to say no, next. No, you know what? Once the microphone was on and he took command of it's it, going. it could go left, right, center, upside down. Yeah. It could go backwards ten years and then ahead twenty. But you know what? He's he's back. He's going to be living, I, I guess, on a full time basis in Heber. And uh, he's got the dealerships uh, in uh, Park City that are yeah. underway. And he's already got uh, an, uh, Polaris and snowmobiling and four-wheel drive I've done vehicles. a remote from up there. Yeah. So he's got a nice store up he's there. He's got a nice place. Yeah. And, um, you know, just recently he made that big announcement a week or so ago about um, funding the Utah Food Bank and trying to end hun- hunger not only in Louisiana but right here in the state of Utah. Which, uh, okay, so granted I did not watch that press event start to finish but i saw highlights coming across social media or whatever and i'm i'm doing the show but i'm seeing this video come across with carl and i was like does carl have his shirt off right now is that, <laughs> he did take his he, shirt i off. know he did i was like why is why, <laughs> carl great press conference about the utah food bank which is amazing by it the is way. it's yeah, a great I, it's so great. cool but i was like carl you you have your shirt off what right happened now? up there you know <laughs> Yeah, he got off the plane with uh, his lovely wife, Kay, and uh, they had the big announcement, and there it was live right there. Carl just decided to, you know, going on 60. He's still, he's Let's a, show everybody I got it, He's man. still got it. It's amazing. That beard of his, man, that's as white as white can be. Oh, man. That's a little, I guess that's gray white, whatever that may be. I've interacted with Carl a bunch of times over the years, even though the majority of my career has come since uh, since he retired. And he really is a very nice, accessible oh, person. You know what? There's a persona of, of the mailman, and yeah. it's a tough guy. But down deep in the years that I've known him, we came to town in 85. He was drafted, I think I was 24, 25, and he was uh, straight out of college. And he was the first interview that I did uh, after draft night. I think it was Sudsbury, uh, the super fan that was at the arena that night when Carl, when Frank Layden made the famous announcement, we're bringing a mailman 
the guitar, you know? And I thought, golly, who is Carl Malone? Yeah. But look what happened, who joined Stockton and the late, great Mark Eaton and Thurl Bailey. I mean, that was the really the foundation pieces. I hope fans never forget the struggles in the early to mid-'80s with this franchise and where they are today. Come on. It's unbelievable. The old Salt Palace to then Delta Center and what Larry was able to do and Gail and the family, uh, superb. And now the torch has been handed to Ryan, Ryan Smith and his wife and uh, Dwayne Wade and others. And I, I can't, can't believe we're starting another season tomorrow night at home and a little party patio. Which should be cool. Tomorrow night. And, and we'll get into that. But just, Bowler, you bring up the, the value of the franchise. I, I had this up because I was going to talk about it at some point. Uh, but I've got the Forbes value list for NBA what is, what's franchises. What's the latest? What's the latest? The Utah Jazz now worth $1.75 billion. And Larry bought it in two exchanges with Sam Battistone. Correct me if I'm wrong. $12 million or 8 the first time, and then another additional 8 or 12 I yep. think it was a $20 million deal. I think you're right. In two different segment payments. And he had to – I remember he was late to his own press conference that I covered because he was still over at Zion's Bank, if I'm not mistaken, and they were still signing the papers to make sure that Larry – that they, they, they believed in Larry. A lot of banks put their neck out right. to keep this franchise from going to Minnesota, by the way. That was – you know, that was – there was an offer there. That was there. the next stop. That was the next stop. And Larry said, nope, because you know what? He was, he was a brilliant man, genius, borderline if not, and driven. But like his book indicates, if you ever, you ever get a chance, you'll, you'll dive into the, the mind of, of Larry Miller in those early days. But he knew that the Jazz could be the centerpiece of the, Utah, of the state of Utah, but also he was brilliant knowing that he was going to increase the value of his own franchises, right. which were the, the, his franchises were the car dealerships. And those just sold, by the way, for $3.2 It's amazing. So the Millers have actually liquidated in the last 10 to 12 months about $5 billion. Think about that. They should buy a boat. <laughs> buy like a, yacht. a big boat? Yeah, like a big boat. Big boat. Like one of those boats that comes with its own submarine boat. <laughs> Submarine on the side. Yeah. They can take a dive yeah. if they want to. That's what I do. And a whole crew of 12 or 15. Whatever. Yeah. The more the merrier. Holy cow. Let's have a good time. Let's sail the seven seas. Oh, my gosh. It's pretty amazing, though, the transition. Uh, the, the Millers go. They bought the, the healthcare company, right? And, of course, Gail's still extraordinarily active when it comes to community and And still, still has a piece of the jazz. Right. Yeah, I think it's a, a $400 million of, of the eight... Oh, the one point eight million, right? But that included the building, by the way, the the arena that Larry built. And I'm, when I was at KSL, my 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 office or my my desk was always stared out the window, right at what was being built was Delta Center. I remember a blizzard, and a guy was up in this welder's tent, and I was going, "This is incredible." It's the fast track. You remember? Yeah. That's how Larry wanted to be built. Yep. And that's how he did it at such a, a low cost. Um, but there was a guy up there in a, in a blinding snowstorm, but he was under this tent still welding the the uh, the roof. That's incredible. On top of, of Delta Center. That's incredible. Yeah. What I a go, job. wow, this is going to be cool, man. This building is going to change the city, the state, and it sure did. Absolutely it did. And, and then, hey, the tossing the renovation a few years ago which i Beautiful. think they did a wonderful job with and and responsibly doing it and and i think ryan smith honestly bowler maybe I, I would guess you would agree with this but uh i think he appreciates the value of the brand to the community and is going to continue to use it totally. in, a, in a very positive way 
everything that I've been involved with so far has been done with, you know, with high level uh, class. And, the, you know, he wants change. And yeah. when ownership groups change, change always follows. And sometimes it hurts. But sometimes, again, it's, it's for the, the future and the vision that that individual has. And you just have to kind of wait and see how it all falls into place. And it's, it's quite a journey. And this one's just beginning, by the way, yeah. under uh, the new ownership of Ryan and, and his group. All right, Bowler is here for the entire 5 o'clock hour, so stay tuned. We will dig into some basketball coming up. But joining the show now, uh, our friend Ryan from the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. Now, Bowler, we're glad you're here because, of course, if you hadn't noticed, that uh, there's been a controversy with Dish and your broadcast. Oh, boy. I don't know uh, if, if you had heard about <laughs> we that. We were going to arm not. wrestle and I wouldn't see if we can go two out of three and see if we can't change this. <laughs> well, right. well, honestly, we've been we've been talking about it, Bowler. It, it, it took Ryan off, yeah. off uh, you yeah. know, didn't know that that can was I ask, coming. Can I ask, Ryan, everyone says, did Dish actually eliminate regional broadcasts throughout the country or just here in the state of Utah? Well, that particular Root Sports and AT&T Sportsnet, the, those are across the country. Across the country, yeah. okay. That deal, just uh, from what I understand, they offered what they thought was a really good offer, and AT&T Sportsnet turned it down, and um, I guess they tried to offer just independently, and it was going to be, well, Root Sports knows a good example. $60 a month is basically what mm-hmm. AT&T Sportsnet told Dish, and Dish said, well, that isn't going to work, and we're not going to go that direction. And so um, this this spun us like we didn't know I didn't know this happened until um, the next day um, that uh, the channel was gone and I started getting blown up by my phone calls and emails that that morning. So uh, uniquely we we were like, well, what do we do? Because we're the you know we've been on the zone since 2004 yeah. on this station. So um and offered basically programming that's going to get all the listeners the games they want to watch and so um dish does doesn't doesn't have it and uh direct tv actually was just sold to another company and uh we reached out secured a partnership and we're up and running with direct tv this is a a good solution for people because they'll get all the jazz games and they can get a great new promotion we've got gift card offers we've got movie channels to get the nfl sunday ticket so um that that's is a it's a good opportunity to be able to you know solve this problem in the interim. I mean, obviously this, this could change. Ryan, I'm sure, was going to change things next year, and so we'll see where it is then. But um, we're we got a great jazz team this year, and uh, we want to make sure we're helping listeners. Well, see, Ryan gets people what they want, Bowler, and that's more Bowler. That's everybody more wants bowler. a little more bowler. No, hey, so, you, know. you guys, it's going to be fun with Thurl Holly Rowe joins us this what year. What a great addition! I'm really excited. Yeah. She's actually. Uh, is a big part of the broadcasts and uh, working with Big T is always uh, a pleasure. Best, He's fun, yeah. You know, and, and thanks to the fans. Um, I mean, we we had like the second highest you know television ratings in yeah. the NBA last year, but that's not really us. That's because of the team. I mean, the team is mm-hmm. number one in in the hearts of of Utahns and, and and beyond. I've got buddies living around the country who who get the NBA. You know. Uh, uh, the league pass. The league pass. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how many guys text me during the game and the Donovans and the Rudys and the Joes and the Quinn Snyder uh, popularity, man, is out of sight. And I'm glad to see the dish, um, you know, or you worked with, excuse me, DirecTV to, to help satisfy some fans because I've gotten calls, too, to say, what do I do? What do we do? Yeah. So I say call you. Yeah, call us, and uh, you know we'll have we have all the all the satellite TV solutions. So if you call us up, uh, we're local. We know what 
what the issue is. That's one thing I think a lot of people have been frustrated is when they call the 800 numbers. Um, they're like, oh, yeah, just sign up for a higher package. I'll do this. And we had a customer walk in our lobby that uh, um, they they went up to higher packages with DISH and still weren't getting the channels. And it's it's not a known thing. And so if you call us, we know what's going on. We'll take care of you. We'll explain to you the, the different options that are available and get you the best price. And right now we can get you installed before the season starts. Awesome. That's what I always say to people when I get those questions. Just call Ryan. Just, yeah. he'll, you'll be fine. Just call Ryan. <laughs> 801-424-8. Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate it. Thank you. More with Bowler coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Frank Dolce, Ute Insider, analyst for the Zone Sports Network. As I look at this Oregon State team, clearly we know what they want to do as far as their offensive philosophy going up against Utah's defensive philosophy. And Kyle, since he came out of the room, they asked him, hey, what do you think about life? He says, you got to stop the run. TK, here's what we should do. <laughs> we need to make up the Ten Commandments of Kyle Whittingham, and that would be... Now ma- shall stop, stop the run. Thou <laughs> not allow the run game. Yeah. On this, yeah, hey. Like all that. the football law and the football right. coaches. Thou shalt not turn over the ball. Thou shalt well. get four and a score. I'm sure we could come up with a quality list. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Jake Scott, Craig Bowler, Jack, live from the Dish Professionals, 80th South and State, column 801-424-DISH. You picked Foghat for us today. I did, and a little ZZ Top today. I mean, I think the big show's got to go off on it in a big way. Yeah. You know, with uh, really Foghat is really one of the original kind of rock and rollers uh, that my mom and dad, like, son, what's this album? What are you listening to? First concert I ever went to. Foghat? Foghat. Municipal Auditorium. Downtown Kansas, downtown Kansas City. All right. Yeah. I I have seen Foghat Bowler, and and let me tell you about my experience <laughs> real quick here. Because I saw him. Have you have you seen a concert out in Wendover at the, yeah. the concert hall mm-hmm. out there? Great place to see yeah. a show. Like great. Like if you're looking for a little weekend something to do, that's not bad. So me and the buddies we go out. We go into Foghat, uh, and uh, we we all want to hear Slow Ride. Slow right? Ride. We want to hear him play Slow Ride. I'll tell you what, Bowler. They played. And I, I'll admit that I am not the biggest Foghat, not familiar with their entire catalog. They played Slow Ride, like, the third song in. And after that, let's go. <laughs> and after that, it was like... See, now Fool some... for the City. Okay, yeah, I know that one. Um, I Just Want to Make Love to You. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was another big one. Yep. And then this one here. And it goes on, I think the, the concert version's about nine minutes. Well, it needs to be. <laughs> I mean, it, but by the end of the show, we were just yelling, play Slow Ride again! Yeah, yeah Lighters. <laughs> Let's go, man. It was a good show, though. It was it was fun. So you know, I've seen Foghat. It's amazing how these old bands just continue to go. I mean, led by the Stones, even though they, they lost their drummer. And I'm not sure what Rush is going to do. But, you know, uh, it's it's an amazing thing to see where you still see concerts. You go, wow, Doobie Brothers. I mean, there's been some changes. Yeah. And Journey has a new lead singer. Still good, though. Still good. Still good. 
Hey, the, when you can when Sandy Amphitheater is where I saw those guys. Yep, I saw the Doobies with you. Yeah, yeah, it was it was us that went to that. Yes. Was a good show. That was a good show. That was a good show. Ah, uh, yeah, man. We're we're lucky. We've got a bunch of good concert venues because that's a good one. I like Usana. I do too. Red Butte is a great place to see. Great a show. backdrop. Deer Valley, of course. Uh, Vivian Arena. I saw the Stones at Vivian Arena years ago. See, who, I saw. Um, let's see. I saw Def Leppard there. All right. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I just like, you know, the rock and roll part of it. You know, they say, hey, can you even, can you even sing along? Not really. I like the beat. Oh, eh, I like guitar solo. Rock. You know, Eddie Van Halen. I just sit back. How the heck do you do that? It's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 a great talent. Well, let's talk a little jazz here, Bowler. As long as uh, we have you here, I know you're excited. You get back at it. And this team, I think this team's going to be really good. I've Big I've been time. waffling back and forth all day, Bowler, on kind of. Do I think that this team could win the West? Mm. And I'm trying to talk myself out of it because I don't want to be Homer guy, but I'm not seeing another team in the West I'm really buying. So my question is, why not the Jazz? Yeah, let's break it down. So, Jake, I'll ask you. I mean, I think if you look at a roster that's so impressive with names and depth, it would be the Lakers. But there's there's age factors there. There's chemistry question marks there that's the one for me the westbrooks the ad's can they coexist and yep. can lebron keep control of all these personalities dwight howard again uh carmelo anthony on the tail end of a career which has spanned as long nearly as long or has been as long as, as, long as, as LeBron. lebron yep um and how about health i think it all comes down i talked to justin zanuck last night uh the jazz general manager and you know again it's a good team the window's open and windows don't open very often for franchises. But, you know, this list of players that Jazz have with Conley, obviously uh, a stoic veteran who, you know, is trying to take care of the hamstring, which we know is there. But yoga and the hot yoga, Bikram yoga, I mean, he's doing everything he can, and he takes care of himself. I, I think fans have to realize that, that this this is like a LeBron guy who's – who's very in tune with his body. That's why he's still playing at yeah. the age of 33. And then Donovan has not even reached his, his height yet, I don't believe, in his NBA career. And Gobert is probably there in his, in his ninth year, but yet showed a little sneak peek of maybe some offensive prowess that maybe came from the French national team and winning a silver medal in the Olympics. I mean, That'd be a big step. A face-up jumper? Come on. That's something everyone – I've seen him do it consistently in practice, and to see him actually do it in the game can only elevate, I think, his confidence level. Bogey's health, I think mentally he's back. He told me that for, for the first 40 games it was all about the wrist. Man, am I going to fall? Am I going to re-injure it? And anybody who's been hurt know it, knows it takes time to work through an injury and actually trust yourself again, right? And so the Joe Ingles, uh, the Jordan Clarksons, we know what they're about. Here's a, here's a couple of names. It's on Whiteside. Who is he? Who will he be in a Jazz uniform with that second unit? And Eric Paschal, who's a big-bodied defender who actually shown a little more three-point ability than I thought he had uh, in the preseason, at least. And what about Jared Butler? I mean, everyone I've talked to felt like there was only three or four players that were in that draft, Jake, that was, quote, NBA minutes ready. He was good wow. in the preseason. He was really good. And the, you know what? The Jazz are deep. I mean, if you count Jared Butler, the Jazz have 
you know, a minimum of 10 dudes finding out for an eight-man rotation. Right, and Rudy Gay. We yep. didn't mention Rudy, right. who supposedly is sooner than later on, his, on the comeback trail from having, you know, the bone spur surgery off his, uh, on his heel. So he's intriguing as well, despite, again, he's taking care of himself. But, again, Jake, you know, he's long in the tooth like a lot of players are in this league, but yet it depends on how you take care of the body. Right. And a lot of these, a lot of these guys now have nutrition, nutritionists. The Jazz are one of the highest level teams that have everyone in place to make sure your career is, is going to be a long and prosperous, uh, prosperous one. Uh, not only in development, but also in just, you know, the care that you get, the nutrition that you have and the studies they have. It's it's pretty impressive. I mean, I've watched this franchise grow, as you have, for a long time, and they continue to just develop and stay on the edge and probably ahead of the game for most NBA teams. And that's how a small market team, you know, gets to where it wants to go. You've got to do everything better. You have such a – I've talked about this for a long time, such a thin margin of error because you're not the Lakers where you can just land the next big free agent because they want to be in L.A. or whatever. You have to do what everybody else does but do it a little better. And you don't have to uh, – you know, you, you make a great point. The Lakers or the Celtics or the, the Knicks – or now the Nets, uh, maybe in Miami. Uh, I'd throw Miami in there for sure. That it's a landing spot. Yeah. But I think what Ryan Smith is doing is to show with Dwayne Wade's impact as a part owner and where Donovan's growth as a young superstar and where Gobert, how Gobert's developed is that those are the selling points to agents to say, hey, hey, you know what? Right here. Yep. Right here. We can give you the best training facility and also the number one fan base, according to, to GMs around the league. Uh, and I don't, I don't doubt that. Everywhere I travel, everyone says the best team, you know, the best crowd in the NBA. But, look, the Jazz have something special with Jazz Nation. And, uh, you know, it's fun for us to be a part of it. And, you know, you do pre and post and halftime uh, with Mr. Lacombe. With our boy Timmy. He's a good guy. He's the best. And I tell you, he's, he's, uh, he's in tune. I really I listen to you guys as I told you every night when I drive home and, and he's great. It's it's good stuff. Yep. Uh, if you if you want to listen to on your way home, uh, make sure you tune in because it's uh, you guys break it down well. He's uh, Tim's <laughs> Tim is awesome. He's he's funny. And we saw him play in his band. He was this great. Summer. Unbelievable. Was, I had no idea. He's rocking it out. He rocks it. His his voice was a little bit. He was toast. A, a little bit gone by the end. It was. A, was that a two night? Yeah, that was. We saw night number two. <laughs> oh, he let it all out in night one oh. because by halftime and in, in night two, it, he could have taken definitely a timeout and said, "I'm out." Oh uh, man, that was fun though. Sunglasses, I, the hair, the hat, everything. Making it happen, dude is a rock star. Yeah, that's he is. What it, that's what he does. But uh, no, he's he's great to work with, and I think this year is going to be fun. But uh, you know, to your point, of players wanted to come here. Did you see? Do I'm sure you did, Dwayne. Wade's comments at Silicon Slopes uh, where he said, I didn't know what this place was about when I was a player. I came here. I stayed in the hotel. I didn't, you know, get to know the community or anything like that. And he he basically said, I was wrong. And I think that that goes uh, to getting the word out about our community, too, that this is a great place to live and a great place to be and a great community to be involved in. And I thought those words, I thought when Dwayne Wade said that, when he said, that's not what this place is all about, that's going to go miles uh, to attracting 
basketball players here to play because they know the lifestyle is not going to be something they sacrifice, that they can come here and really love it here. And we've seen it a lot. You know, i, I got to share a story with you, Jake, about a week ago Sunday night at the Grand America. I went over and spoke to uh, about 150 people from Kansas City, the, the KC Chamber of Commerce. I read about that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it was so incredible to – reconnect with some K-Staters and some Kansas City people, the Chiefs and the Royals and and people that were just so involved about Kansas City and Salt Lake City. And they they're they're comparing both cities as midtown and a western city that have a lot of similarities in growth. And they wanted to come here and learn about how Salt Lake has grown and found success that they want to copy. I thought, what a great compliment. And they also brought me in just because they wanted to know about BYU joining the the Big 12. Oh, yeah, right. And the impact that will have. And they wanted to know about BYU and the fan base and how they travel. I said, let me tell you something. You'll have no problem with travel, right? BYU fans are going to be everywhere. And I, I think it opens up so many doors for both communities. Sure and the growth factor of it and BYU's popularity around the country and the world, obviously. But the one question was, okay, so get to the point. Will they play on Sunday? I said, no. That's not happening. It's not going to happen. And even though, and they said, even though we could try to negotiate that, I said, there's no way. I said, when I was at CBS, this came up all the time because BYU would get into the NCAA tournament and they would always – and, and the committee knew they put him on a Thursday, Saturday. Yep. Never on a Friday, Sunday. Nope. And that was something that was just in stone. And women, many of the, the conferences or teams play Sunday basketball in, in, in the NCAA. Yeah. And I said, it's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, they were just trying to find out more information. But they loved the similarities. They fell in love with Salt Lake. They loved the beauty of this state. And they were so impressed with just the way they were – embraced and welcomed and i thought you know what those are the type of things that help open the doors to break a lot of misnomers like in you know when i was growing up and i would travel people say ah you're from kansas dorothy toto (laughs) tornadoes you know and you have to break the ice on some of those you know those old thoughts of who is what is utah yeah. You know, they thought they'd fly in some, thought, you know, the, the wagons were still blowing through, you know, the valley. And I said, no, 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 man, this is high tech. This place is a geological wonder. Go take about a week and take a trip from Vernal all the way down to St. George and Moab. Amazing. It's amazing. The Utah Triangle. Yeah. I said, just, just give, it a, give it a whirl. Uh, you'll have to come back multiple times to fit it all in. I loved it when Ricky Rubio, when he was here, took his all-star break. Do you remember that? And shot around like Zion oh, in yeah. southern Utah. I always thought that was, that was pretty cool. All right, we'll have more with Bowler coming up next. Live from the Dish Professionals, 801-424-DISH. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. All right, it's the big show. Jake Scott, Craig Bowler Jack, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. There you go, Bowler, rocking out a little bit. You know? I'll tell you, I can just play. You know, I, I'm an air guitar specialist. <laughs> this is the best ever. You know, just sit here and just play. I guess if I had one thing I could redo, you know, I, I, I love music. I love rock. I love drums. But I just am so intrigued with just the beat of the, you know, just playing it, man, on the strings. 
I wish I was more musical. I'm a, that was a I don't talent. think my mind is. I don't, yeah. you don't want to, hey, why don't you just pick up the guitar and learn? I said, I don't think, I don't know if my mind can do it. It's I a gift. It's it a, is. It's a gift that, that some people just aren't born with, unfortunately. I like to act like I can play it, but yeah. in reality, I can't. We can all do that. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, that's why you do what you do as a gift bowler. You know what I mean? It's not easy to, uh, to get up there on the television every, uh, every game and make it happen. I just play like I'm talking to uh, Ryan uh, or you, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and uh, just one-on-one. If you do the one-on-one thing, it's okay. It's easy. Yeah. If you start thinking about how many people are maybe watching, oh, boy. Well, can you imagine like Bowler doing uh, NCAA tournaments or those those big SEC games or the NFL when you were doing that? Well, when I, Greg I, Gumbel said to me, hey, Bowler, uh, we're coming to you and we're going to walk the dog. That was the big thing back then when CBS had all the games by themselves right. and they would split it up and we'd had stagger start times. And so I knew if I started the day, we had the nation. If we came and they'd join us or if we had a big game going, the, the guys in the studio would say, okay, we're coming to you in five seconds. And Greg Gumbel would say, it's time to walk the dog. Let's go, check. <laughs> Let's go talk to you know, Dan Bonner and Craig Bolerjack. Boom, in the Midwest region. And I was like, wow, here we are. We got, we've got the country. It was a great feel. Well, not just the country, the world. I yeah. mean, that's, that's such a big deal. Amazing. I'd be so nervous. I don't know about you, Ryan. Or, of course, Ryan from the Dish Professional is joining us, but I'd, I'd freeze. You know, I don't know. Um, I think you have to take the same approach, though, as, the, as people ask me about live calls. I've been everywhere, malls and restaurants and – and uh, they ask, how do you do do those? You get on the radio, you just talk. And I exactly what you said. I just kind of imagine I'm just talking to a customer in my lobby, and I just kind of go through the spill of what I have and what I do. And I don't worry about if I stutter or mess up because those that's how real talk works, right? It does. I, it uh, does, and he's good at it. Yeah, right. Oh, Ryan's great. I would freeze, and then I would curse. <laughs> no, I, I'd freeze, and then I'd go, oh, bleep, because I froze. And then next thing I know, you know, the, the screen would probably go dark. Yes, and then, and the career's over, yeah. and then the, the FCC <laughs> finds your network 300,000 300, for the, uh, the four-letter word exactly. that came out. And then, uh, you know, I'm yeah. going and, and uh, applying for a job at the Dish Professional. <laughs> Ryan, you need an installer. I'm your yes. guy. We yeah. need, we need, I'll hire you anytime. Oh, thanks, buddy. I, <laughs> I will do a terrible job, but I appreciate that. Uh, that. No, let's, let's help people watch Bowler because it's, it's, we're getting the word out about it. Dish, it's kind of a precarious position with the Jazz. You guys are adapting, and you're still helping people watch Jazz basketball. Yeah, and I, I be patient if you call our office and you're on hold for a minute. And we've been, uh, we've been having a lot, of, a lot of calls today. But, uh, yeah, we got hit by a curveball um, like everybody else did a couple weeks ago when uh, we found out that it's the, the Dish doesn't have the Pac – or have, they have the Pac-12. They don't have the AT&T Sportsnet. And so we got aggressive, and with DirecTV getting purchased by a new group, we – uh, pick DirecTV up again, and eight, DirecTV has um, AT&T Sportsnet, and it's a solution for people to watch the jazz games. We know how important that is, and us being on the radio for 17 years, it's uh, we've always been able to offer a solution to everybody. And so now, if you want Dish, you want DirecTV, you want uh, Pac-12, you want AT&T Sportsnet, you want the Sunday ticket, um, we've got you covered. You and, call us up, that's still. And you guys are local, which is amazing. So 801-424-DISH, if people called up and said, hey, I want to see more bowler, you know exactly what they're I talking exactly, about. I know exactly, yeah. exactly what they're talking that, that is a big deal because we have a lot of t- people that, you know, called 800 numbers and we're asking for different things and we're getting misled. And so 
I'll tell you, like it's it's important to call your local companies. I mean, obviously you're supporting your neighbors down the street. You're supporting uh, us, but we're we're going to support you and make sure you're getting what you need. And uh, you know, with this solution, we can help everybody in Utah. If you're if you you know, I don't know how far of a reach now you're getting into this KSL thing, but if we can help everybody, um, no matter where you're at, get uh, the games, you just got to call us. 801-424-DISH, 801-424-3474. Ryan, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, more of The Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.